Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Frank Film Club. The film club where anything goes and everyone's welcome. Take one. Hello everyone and welcome back to Frank Film Club, your new favourite podcast where anything goes and everyone's welcome. Today is a very special episode because myself, Lowry and Hannah are all in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) This week we decided to chat about Zola, which was picked by me. The movie came out in 2020 and was written by Janiza Bravo and Jeremy O'Harris. It was directed by Janiza and it is is based on um, a news article by David Kushner called Zola Tells All, the real story behind the greatest stripper saga ever tweeted. It's also based on the tweets uh, which uh, Azia Zola King tweeted from her wild night out in Tampa, Florida. So, everyone, what did you think? So I went into the film not knowing anything about it at all. As I was watching the film, I was like, this is ringing a bell. And I remember seeing the thread of tweets, which was like years and years ago, but I didn't actually read them all because lazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was just very interesting to know that that came from that source material. Apart from that, I loved all of the stylistic choices and I thought it was a good time. But I also... Um, there were parts in there where I was like, hmm, okay. More on that next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually watched this film in cinema with Maisie, showing at Sundance London. I hadn't seen the tweets and didn't know anything about it. Um, and I really love this film. I think it holds your attention the whole way through and just keeps you on your toes it's just like a very quick paced film because of the Edison style and the music and the story in general and the acting's amazing and yeah I just I love it so one of the first things that I wanted to chat about um which was what I sort of spoke with Lowry about when we first watched it I want to know what you think Hannah because you did remember it that was based on the tweets but what I thought was really interesting is because it's Zola's recounting of this tale she's observing everything and you see her reactions to a lot of the things that's happening but in terms of like her character development and knowing a lot about her you really don't get to what did you think yeah she does seem like an observer in all of it and that's something that I really loved about though was her tone Mm -hmm. how she's just like and when I read about the tweets before it was that it was just so blunt and like sarcastic and funny and I feel like she was that she was observing what was going on and just like I, I'm like, what is going on? Like, I'm so fed up with this. Um, but yeah, no, in there's no, there's none of that really, is there? Like character development, I and mean, you don't know anything about any of them. Mm-hmm. No, I'd say the person that we know the most about by the end is Stephanie, and with Zola, you only really know her ethics by the end of it, and yeah, that's 
about it, which is mad because the film is called Zola. Mm-hmm. Zola, real Zola, has um, praised Riley Keogh's performance as Stephanie because she said that, it, that she was exactly like that. The film was really criticised because um, Riley's character, she is doing what people call like a black scent and she is being a stereotypical black woman and uh, and people were kind of very confused by that but Janiza basically had chatted with Zola and they were like this is the right direction for this character and it does need to be hugely problematic and Zola has spoken out about it and been like this is exactly you know who she was so I think it was brave and it was bold um and yeah hugely problematic (laughs) Well, that was the point where it all goes, like, it's all fun, fun, fun. And you're like, wow, they found, like, friendship soulmates. And it's when Stephanie's in the front and she starts talking about that girl Mm -hmm. and, yeah, not being, yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's the point where you see Zola and she's like, what what am I doing here? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the time when these tweets came out in 2015, a lot of the articles surrounding them were basically questioning the validity of um, Zola's story rather than diving into the fact that this like girl basically low-key abducted her and like wanted to get her into sex trafficking and she was like not okay with it because she just danced. Um, and so at the time that was sort of, you know, what, the kind of verdict was what Janiza really wanted to do which kind of plays into Riley's character was make her well just to show that she was she's not a good person and I think like straight up like when they're out of the diner and they're on their journey like giving her that kind of persona um definitely made her hugely unlikable yeah and I actually think that her character is she's actually very entertaining to watch she is very problematic but i the fact that that was the point that you have to have problematic characters to be able to talk about problematic things as long as you're not like saying that they're a good person and they're definitely not in this film like she is the uh what's the word antagonist no yeah kind of like the like the villain sorry i'm just going for like a way simpler She's the villain. Am I the villain? <laughs> but like, she is like the villain in the film. Um, and so I think that's good to show that that's not okay. They're all problematic. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Every true. Every single one of them is problematic. Like, that's the point. So about halfway through um, the film, you jump into sort of Stephanie's character and she recounts like some of the key story points that we've done so far but she like makes out like she's like a good christian girl she never heard of stripping or dancing and she was like with her like co-worker i don't know she was with someone um and tried to basically say like zola is like an awful person um jealous bitch yeah oh yeah oh yeah they all liked me (laughs) yeah what do you think of uh stephanie's side of this story and just yeah how charged it racially charged it was so so when that part comes up and then it comes up with her name like she's telling her part of the story there's like a series i thought that it was the film was going to change quite dramatically because there's a series in there of things you see that and it's her recounting and it is all about like blame and Mm -hmm. you know all of that stuff 
And then they're in the car, they're driving, and there's someone getting pulled over by the police. And you don't see who it is, but they're saying, I'm just trying to get home, I'm just trying to get home. And then, then, and then it cuts to them walking to the hotel and it's like white people dancing to steel drums. Mm-hmm. So it was like those three things in a row. Yeah. I thought we were going to go like down a different direction and then it just went back to yeah. like the, not fun time, but like the yeah. crazy chaos of yeah. the evening. Mm. Yeah. And I'm glad that it does go back to that um, because as much as when it went to Stephanie's point of view... That was very entertaining. It was quite... I mean, it's funny. Like, when she's saying it, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, um, but then, uh, yeah, I was still glad that it did go... I mean, thinking about it now, I don't know that it does... Does it then go to either point of view or does it then go to, like, a neutral telling of the story? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it does still follow the tweets quite heavily after that point. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, it goes back to Zola. <laughs> I would say so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, in, so, every time in the movie you hear a tweet sound, um, that is like a direct quote from her Twitter thread. And I thought that it was really cute. And the first time I heard it, I couldn't... It was so random and it, like, sort of took me out of it, but, like, not on the same, like plane of concentration but there was like a part of it that I was like what is happening and it was just like constantly bringing me back to the fact that this is based on like a real girl and her tweets what yeah did you really notice that I mean I didn't know the tweets so I didn't know but I thought that it was just all part of like the the score and soundtrack of this film and sound design in general I think is so good because it's kind of magical and it's but it's also like really modern because you hear all of these phone sounds and but yeah, like the, it's kind of like twinkly and a little bit surreal at times. Um, so I, I only picked on, up on that, but I wouldn't have known that those were the tweets. But then re-watching it, knowing that, I was like, ah, no way. I kept checking my phone. No one. <laughs> so, so actually, that's a question for you girls. What was it like in the cinema? Because I watched it, I watched it on my laptop, which is a shame. So was it? good yeah it was amazing yeah it was really good the hannah montana sequence where they're singing in the car and they have the like gopro that they're passing around like in the cinema it was like i don't know it just like felt like a party yeah yeah it it was really good to see in the cinema and also the audience reaction was was good like there was a lot of people laughing there was also one guy next to us do you remember yeah and he you know when the what's uh, stephanie's boyfriend called the really Um, tall one He's called Baby. (laughs) Uh, Derek. So, oh yeah. So when Derek like runs off the balcony and like jumps off the balcony, like it is funny. It's also like pretty horrific. Yeah, it's so sad. Again, like horrible because he's obviously like really upset even though it is done in like a funny way. But this guy next to us did this like (laughs) horrific laugh it was way too it much it was too much <laughs> we were like i don't know if that's funny yeah. so yeah but it was good seeing the hearing the audience's uh response throughout yeah but you mentioned in that like entertainment like su- attempted suicide is um fun in this context it's also like we're talking about trafficking like that's really I know, serious yeah. and like that situation that she was in that's the thing I feel like that guy who laughed out loud like massively was not getting what the film is about like yes it's funny but it's actually 
not. <laughs> Zola was 19 years old when she tweeted this. Oh my God. That's crazy, isn't it? I think I think what I learned the most was that whenever you hear about sex trafficking, you hear about someone being bundled into the back of a car and they're never seen again, which is a part of it. But it's like so much more, ca- like not casual, but it just, it can happen like that where, you know, you cross paths with someone and it's all great. And then before you know it, it's all got out of hand or whatever. And like Zola is very clear that she didn't want to do that. And she's also the whole way through, like whatever you've got to do, like do it, like do it yourself. But it's that kind of like, it's just like setting people up like that thing where you think you've got friends in it and you think you've got friends in the sex industry. And then it just, that's the, yeah, I learned a lot. I think Mm. I really could yeah understand it a bit better. So it's interesting you guys spoke about the sound design and the music because this was actually scored by someone who we really like. And I wonder if you know what film they've done that we've liked from before. I do. You do know? Yeah. Um, Monos. Yeah. (gasps) Mika Levy did the score for Monos and they also did the score for this. And Under the Skin. With Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very talented person and I feel like just like cannot pin down their style because they just seem to do everything. Depends what the project is. Yeah, exactly. So tailored to it. We did actually hear Janiza speak about this in particular and um, Zola is like this sound gong. As well. Yeah, Janiza basically like had done like some meditation and then she said like I feel like Zola whenever she's near and you actually only hear it a couple of times but one of them is when Zola threatens to leave and says like this is it I'm out when they're in the hotel room as uh Riley's character marches over and goes Zola wait you hear the like the gong noise of like Zola's like theme or whatever which I just thought was really cool the second watch cool I love the harps as well at the beginning I can't remember what Monos... Well, there was no score until we were in the jungle and then it was drums and we were like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Also great film. Who Real. was that woman that, d- right, that leads that? Oh, isn't it? It's, um, it's, uh, oh, it's, I do my hair toss. No. My nails. It's, it's Lizzo. Lizzo. It's Lizzo. No, it's not. Oh, no, Lizzo's in the other one. Hustler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just when you said that you recognized her, I was like, I know Liz isn't one of these. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Lizzo. Now it's time for In, In the, the club. club. 
Now it's time for In The Club, a new feature on the podcast where we hear from you, our Frank Film Club members. Before our recordings, we'll be asking you on our Instagram page to reach out and share your thoughts and ask your burning questions. So if you want to get involved in the next episode, then go and follow at Frank Film Club now and keep an eye out for our call outs and you could hear your own question come up. So this week we're chatting about Zola and we have a great question from Rue Create underscore Iron Closets. And they ask, it was so intriguing, but I felt a bit empty at the end. I don't know. I wanted more. What about you guys? I agree a bit, you know. I think the ending is... From the point where um, they get back to the house and um, the boyfriend jumps over the balcony and then then she's in the car and she's it doesn't really tie it up in a way that is satisfactory that you might get from another film which doesn't come from this type of source material so i do you know what i mean because there's no end into that twee it's like a series of events that happen well that's the chunk of the story so it doesn't really end and i i do somewhat agree that the end is um i do want to know more about her home life like what does she do when she goes home is she always a stripper? That's quite ambiguous. Like she's working in a, in a restaurant when they when they meet, and then she goes on this adventure with her. But how often is she a stripper? I, I just wanted to know more about the life that she goes back to after this weird affair. Yeah, I know when I when I watched it both times, I definitely didn't feel empty. I felt very hyped after watching the whole thing. But then when you when like you saying that and I actually do think about the ending, I know what you mean. I am a bit like, oh yeah, that was a bit of a they did just kind of stop and you're like, okay, that was that. But then also that is the kind of the point of the film. It's just like that happened and that was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think it's just like goes to how good Taylor Page's um characterization is because she you just want to know more about her. That's how I felt. It kind of does highlight that real life is always just like more bizarre than fiction. Yeah. Like it just ends with someone throwing themselves <laughs> off a balcony and them all just getting in the car going home. Like if you wrote that as a fictional film, people would be like, yeah, I'm just not really sure about it. But like that's actually what happened. <laughs> anyway, great question. Um, Foundation FM has asked, do you think this is the beginning of a trend taking viral stories and making them? Well, I... The source material thing being a different asset or a place to get source material is interesting because obviously loads of podcasts are being made into TV series and films and stuff. So that's interesting. Um, do you know, actually, very relevant because I've been watching it recently. Have any of you watched Dope Sick? No, I haven't even heard of that. No. So it's, ba- it's based on a podcast and... Dope Sick's got a similar thing to, um, you know, Spotlight, the one best film at Oscars um, a few years ago. This is because they're based on facts. These films and these TV series are based on actual facts. There's so much information that's being crammed into what you're watching that sometimes it becomes less about the entertainment factor. So I feel like there's like a weird balance. Like with this film, we're talking about how mad it is and they stuck to the tweets and that's what the story they had to tell um which then might leave the audience not feeling satisfied at the end of the viewing experience well i find that i get that with like 
stuff that's been based on podcasts entertainment value versus like the facts is something that has to be weighed up but i do think it's a trend that's going to continue um so that we can keep making original original stories and it's tried and tested as well like you know that podcast is popular the twists and turns of the story keep people hooked to listen again and again the tweet was like shared so widely people are gonna yeah want to watch it I feel like with this one, like it was written so well by Zola originally that like she herself like wrote this movie, you know, and like the way that she writes is so entertaining that it could be both. It could be both like factual and like she's just got a sense of humor about the way that she saw it, you know. Um, But yeah, I feel like from my perspective, my agents are always like anything news article tweets you see a funny instagram picture anything we can make it into a movie (laughs) like the pressure is just so much i'm like is this good i don't know (laughs) like movies like this have both like shaken up and like just just to change the industry so david kukarjan has just simply said, Coleman Domingo's performance was on a whole other level. Agreed. The man's got range. range. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> range is a good word. You know, when he when he goes into that like Nigerian accent, well, there's a couple of people that I know in the industry that are Nigerian, and I was speaking to them about the film, and they were really not a fan of that. So was he slipping into it when there were moments of like anger yeah. and right? Yeah. yeah. I can see why that would be. Yeah. They were like very not. They were like love the whole film except for that. That was like, no. Did you think that like that was his real accent or that was something that it was his fake accent? Like in terms of the actual like character, like thinking of him as a character now. I don't think that was his real accent, more just like something that he slips into. When he's in us, I, I don't know. What did you have any thoughts on it? I'm I'm very interested in in somebody who should have an opinion on that and their thoughts around it. Yeah, I I can understand why that would be. That accent comes out in a certain mood or tone that is not great. So why is that only coming out then? But then if he's speaking to his mother like it as well, I don't know. I've I don't know. That's the thing. That's why I think it would be a a good conversation to have with like Joy or or whoever. I was just intrigued by that opinion because I hadn't thought about it that much. I thought that detail was mentioned in the tweets, but I actually can't concretely remember that or not. Okay, so if it was just like facts, yeah, I always I always watched it as like him just trying to scare Zola, but maybe that used as a tactic with someone using like an authentic accent is actually just like really damaging and even if that is what happened like probably isn't something that you want to put on like a platform maybe um, yeah yeah interesting yeah i would love to chat with her more about that yeah so i actually just wanted to ask out of curiosity um like what were some of your standout characters or performances in this because there's just so many great ones and i just feel like it'd be a good chance to shout them out I think Taylor Page is amazing in this film. She she's so pissed off yeah. without saying anything. So when Taylor Page and Riley Keo meet, 
their relationship at that point and they're just like hitting it off straight away that's incredible and like so much fun to watch and then when it switches so suddenly and then from that she's just like really pissed off and uh, yeah I think just like seeing the, both of those two sides of Zola are, are really cool because like we've been saying before like we don't actually find out that much about her as a character but you do see multiple sides of her I I just going back to that first question that we had I would just love to see more of those two together it is amazing when they first meet there in the restaurant it's amazing incredible but then I guess that's also the point is that like they didn't that was the time that they spent together there was no more time of them two spent together I'm presuming after all that happened and that was it you're so hooked on that and you so want the film to go back to that and the story to be that and that's like what like that was the point I feel like Zola was like this was so good like how did it get so bad like I actually really liked you I thought that you were cool and you kind of feel like that in the whole film like when is it gonna like not be so difficult <laughs> yeah exactly you know when they go to the hotel room and then there's that pretty horrible montage of all the men coming in you do sort of think okay they're gonna team up they're gonna like in a really horrible way um have this like female friendship like romance thing going on it's gonna come back but it just doesn't and you do want it to i think it, i do enjoy that Zola because obviously she does help her um but not in a not because they're going to be friends it's more because she like respects women and I like that that she's like okay I don't like you but I I don't want you to be completely taken advantage of kind of thing yeah which is cool final thoughts it's clearly a a film that's got a really rich backstory and just like the making of etc is just so interesting and I think every ounce of that kind of goes on screen and um yeah it's such a such an insightful film and visually incredible yeah agree I I think it is a very for an indie film it's like quite commercial but in like a really good way it's very gripping and talks about really good subject matters uh yeah i i i feel like i just would really like to make a film like this oh yeah definitely yeah Yeah, i really love the film i think the tone is very interesting for the subject matter and I've never seen anything like this before. And when I watched it for the first time and only time, I thought, I'm really glad I watched that. I probably won't watch it again. But now that we've discussed it, I feel like I want to watch it again. It's just a fun time that I thought I would leave in the past, (laughs) but I might want to revisit. Also, like this, you know, I've just got a real thing for... um, (laughs) I, I like films and stories about strippers and the sex industry. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> i just i just think it's such an interesting world yeah, yeah it is. i want to know more about <laughs> yeah i hope you enjoyed that episode next week it is christmas week so we're going to be watching a christmas film called tangerine which isn't really much of a christmas film but it is set on 
Christmas Eve. So that's our Christmas film. Um, it was directed by Sean Baker and released in 2015 and is about two women as they basically run the streets of uh, of LA whilst looking for one of the one of the women's boyfriend slash pimp uh, because he's been cheating on her while she was in jail. It's a really good film. It's really good fun to watch. The story behind it is incredible too. So I really recommend watching it. You can watch it on Amazon Prime um, in the UK for free, I believe. Um, so give it a watch. Hope you enjoy and see you next week. Bye. This podcast was presented by Wrapped. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.